Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Gary Baumgarten, and I expect you already know that. And I welcome you to the latest podcast, The Gary Baumgarten Report, available on Anchor.fm and Spotify. And joining us today is my pal who checks in with us from Israel from time to time, Avi Perry. Uh, Avi is going to bring us up to date on what's going on with the coronavirus in Israel as well as what's going on with Benjamin Netanyahu. Avi Perry, welcome to the Gary Baumgarten Report. Uh, hi, Gary. I'm here, and uh, it started raining here in Haifa, which is unusual for Israel in the summer, in August. So, uh, Is that what we're hearing in the background, all that popping, that's the rain? No, it's... Not that it's uh, it just uh, drizzle, but uh, uh, it's unusual in Israel to have uh, anything like that uh, during the month of August. Uh, it's totally unusual. Okay, well we're getting some popping from your end. Uh, I don't know why, but we'll fight our way through it. So, Avi, uh, what was very interesting, you and I were discussing earlier. I mean, months ago, about how successful Israel was in knocking down the curve of the coronavirus. And now it seems that uh, after they've loosened things up there, as we are doing here in the United States, this has kind of backfired on them a little bit. Right. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, the, the success was the reason for the current situation, which made Israel a red state as far as the coronavirus is concerned. Uh, the success created the, the confidence that Israel has controlled the coronavirus. And I, I was talking to many of my friends and uh, family members. And uh, when, when the, the quarantine uh, or, uh, ended uh, back in uh, May, uh, because the situation seemed like everything was under control, uh, every everybody felt like it's over. We we won and that's it. And they got out. They didn't wear masks. And so uh, as a result of that, uh, the second wave started and it became much worse than the first wave. And it's uh, very very bad. However, one has to remember that uh, the spread of the virus in Israel is not uniform. Uh, there are certain specifically Jerusalem uh, and, and other uh, smaller uh, municipalities where where you have uh, a concentration of the, the ultra-Orthodox uh, uh, group groups. Uh, over there, the infection rate is much higher and it skews uh, the rest of the, or the average. So it seems like Israel is very, very... Uh, infected with the virus all over, but it's really not all over. It's certain areas of Israel that skews the statistics. But the situation seems to be right now uh, somewhat under, uh, uh, con not, I wouldn't say control, but it, it gets better. The, the daily of the daily infected people is start to flatten and even goes a little bit down. And, uh, at least it, it's not growing, which, which is always the case uh, when, when things are out of control. So uh, things seem to, uh, to be heading in the right direction. 
and uh, hopefully uh, things will get better. Many. I was kind of curious, Avi. I was kind of curious, Avi. Uh, when it started spiking again, did they reimpose restrictions, and were people as compliant the second time around as they were the first time? Uh, they started imposing some restrictions, but uh, the, the main concern is the economy. The economy, as you all know, uh, it, it has been affected by this, uh, uh, by these restrictions. So, what what people started putting more emphasis on the economy, and uh, is you can have more restrictions, but then you kill the economy. So. Uh, People are saying, "Well, let's start. Let's try something else. Let's try controlling it by wearing masks and so on." And the police started implementing uh, restrictions on people. They they get tickets to people who were walking the street without masks, and so the number of tickets was almost the same number as the number of uh, newly infected people. Uh, the number of tickets grew up very very fast. And uh, there is better compliance. However, I was the other day on the beach, and I didn't get out of my car. I just drove around the beach, and uh, I saw many, many people walking without masks. And so the beach is uh, uh, different. Uh, also, people sitting in restaurants, and of course, you cannot eat with the mask on. So, uh, and they're sitting with uh, relatively large groups, many of them. And uh, so the the uh, instructions on how to deal with this uh, virus uh, are partially implemented. When I walk into a supermarket or, or, or stores or drugstores, something like that, everybody wears a mask. That's where people don't comply. So uh, it's mixed. Uh, however, uh, I am right now in Haifa and... Uh, it seems like the situation here in Haifa is not as bad as the statistics implies. Um, and especially uh, the northern part of Israel is a little bit better than, uh, than areas like Jerusalem or, or Bet Shemesh or Bnei Brak, where they have a very large concentration of ultra-Orthodox uh, population. So I just want to circle back about the ultra-Orthodox. That's because they congregate in large numbers and they live, they have large families and they live in close proximity to one another. So social distancing is very difficult. Is that a fair assessment? That's that's a big part of it. The, the other part of it is uh, they probably don't really uh, trust the Israeli police or the Israeli law. Many of them, not all of them. And so uh, if the government tells you to wear masks, they say, no, I don't want to do that. And that's uh, another thing that uh, the other day there was a big, big, big uh, uh, wedding of uh, a grandson of a big rabbi. And uh, uh, there were thousands of people there. And uh, the police gave instructions on, uh, on how to uh, act inside or outside and wear masks and so on, and, uh, but, but the, it wasn't followed. And so there, there is going to be some uh, increase in infection rates as a result of that, I'm pretty sure. For those so, just joining us, our guest is Avi Perry, although people ought not to be joining in the middle. They should be joining at the top. 
because it's a podcast, not a radio cast, but that's what we do with the radio cast. So uh, I, I apologize as a uh, force of habit. I reintroduce the guest and I'll probably have a t- hard time uh, untangling myself from that habit. It's not such a bad one. Avi, uh, here in the United States, this whole issue over uh, whether people should be socially distant, whether they should be wearing masks or face coverings, uh, whether uh, there should be allowed uh, large gatherings of people indoors or just outdoors, uh, even there, uh, not too large a gathering, has become very much, as you well know, a political issue. Is it a political issue in Israel as well? Well, some people try to make it uh, as such. Uh, it's uh, it's unavoidable. It, there are a lot of people who believe in conspiracy theories, and so and and many people believe that the politics is behind all these restrictions because of certain conspiracies. But I I really don't believe that's really the case when it comes to uh, eliminating or controlling the coronavirus. That it, people are really sincere and serious about it. And I don't believe that politics has to in here. And I don't believe it does. Yeah, it does here. Obviously, it has become actually a partisan political issue in this uh, highly charged time. So there are highly, highly charged times politically. However, in Israel as well, we have a co-premiership going uh, to uh, the only way they can get a government in Israel. And you have a prime minister, Netanyahu, who uh, has seemed to have lost a lot of popularity of late with demonstrations on the streets demanding his resignation as he faces uh, legal challenges. What's going on with that? Well, uh, first of all, uh, Netanyahu took charge of uh, managing the coronavirus uh, uh, situation. Uh, He wanted to be the corona uh, czar, if you wish. So... Obviously, since the the second wave became so bad, people started blaming him for mismanaging the the situation. And uh, there are many people who are unemployed, uh, as it is everywhere in the world where you have the outbreak. And as a result of that, people blame him for being unemployed, for being out of money. Also, the government was supposed to, uh, to give money to people uh, and and uh, things uh, got uh, stuck in the bureaucracy, and people were not getting paid, and so people are screaming. And uh, I mean, some people ran out of money. What do you do when you run out of money? You start screaming. You start uh, asking for help, and that's really what's happening. And many people blame Netanyahu for for the situation. So, so if you were to look in your crystal ball, how's this going to all play out for him? Um, well, Netanyahu uh, is trying to hold on. He's very stubborn, and uh, in my opinion, he's a very strong leader too. Although there are some issues with him as well, but uh, he's, uh, in general, he handles the situation as, as well as as possibly he could. By the way, the, the Israeli uh, the Israeli population is divided, almost in the middle, a little bit over the middle between those who like Netanyahu and those who really dislike him, but they dislike him just like in the United States, at least half of the population really hates the president. 
so it's a very similar. So when you see these demonstrations or these uh, all these people blaming Netanyahu for the situation, part of it is really because they already hated him before the situation started. Uh, so now he just added fuel to the to the fire, and uh, and that's what happens right now. So most of the people who demonstrate against Netanyahu are actually people from the opposition who want to see him removed from office. So, you know, you, you keep making these parallels between the schisms here in the United States and the schisms in Israel. And of course, your form of government is a lot different from ours, but both are considered democracies, even though the United States is really, truly a representative republic, not really a democracy. But it is an attempt at... Uh, the government being controlled by the people in both cases. And we see what we are loosely calling democracies around the globe. A lot of challenges, not just here and in Israel, but around the globe. Uh, That's correct. Uh, Democracy is the best system we have, but it's very, very far from perfect. When you have democracy, you always have challenges. And you have those who try to put down and blame the government, the existing government is... You have opposition parties and you have people who strive to take advantage of a, of a, a st- specific situation like uh, the epidemic, the pandemic or the, or the economy or, or international situation. And, and so in democracies over the world, what you see is a big division because other people are trying to take, to take advantage of the in power. Um, and, and, and that's really the problem with democracies. Uh, still the best situation. Uh, it, when you have a situation like China or, 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 or uh, Russia, over there it's not a democracy, so you don't have other issues. You have the freedom of the uh, people uh, as an issue. So uh, nothing is perfect in this world unless somebody, some genius comes out and... Uh, and come up with a new system that will be implemented and will take care of all these trade-offs that you see in democracies versus autocracies. And, uh, and, and because people have a voice now, a strong, much stronger voice because of social media, uh, you can actually uh, get better organized via uh, social media. You have a much louder voice via social media and so the situation becomes a lot worse in terms of opposition to the leaderships in all democracies. And that's what happens. And you also have an opportunity, as we are seeing in social media, to fester discord as well. So it, I guess there are right. two sides to that coin. They're right, of course. Yeah. Yes. Avi Perry taking time out for us from Haifa. Thank you for joining us. On the Gary Baumgarten Report, folks, you can uh, click on my RSS feed. You can follow us on uh, Spotify or on Anchor.fm or other uh, podcasting platforms. And for the next time that we meet, as I always say at the end of our little discussions, peace out.